1: Take our hand and stroll down Memory Lane with us as we remember the,
0: the way, way they were. Hi, Chantal, how's your week been? Hi, Grania, mine's been very tiring and drunk. How about yours? Oh, same. How's it? What'd you yeah. get up to? Talk to me. Um, so
1: my friend moved to Sussex, and there was there's this like bonfire festival on at the weekend that was like genuinely something out of midsummer murders and i was convinced well obviously i'm going to be the one getting murdered i'm the uppity outsider who nobody likes who's just visiting the village but i thankfully only i didn't get murdered i did wake up feeling like i was dying because i was so hungover
0: but it was very good it was very pagan and creepy yeah, you are, you quite a, for especially for an Irish last, you're quite a lightweight when it comes to the oh, boozing. When I hear about you drinking, I get worried, Grania, I'll be honest. So it concerns bad. me. It's
1: so bad. I woke up and there was a bucket beside the That's couch. all you've got to say.
0: That's all you've got to say, that was it. When you wake up with a bucket, we all know what oh. that means.
1: <laughs> I was like, I need more dignity. I need more. Di- I, I had no idea how the night ended. And then I just
0: saw this bucket taunting me. So, uh, yeah. We had very similar weekends. We had very similar weeks, by the way. That was a lot of my week full stop. It was just a lot of buckets in my week. <laughs> and so where were you? I was getting drunk with pagans. What were you up to? Um, I was getting drunk with uh, D-list celebrities at the Winter Wonderland press launch. Ah! super exciting fun there. (laughs) Spent most of my time in the Bavarian village. Um, We walked around for ages trying to find out where the free booze was. Obviously, like, we went on three, I was there for five hours. I went on three rides. We walked around trying to find the free booze. And as we got closer to this Bavarian village where it was, we finally realized this is definitely the place because suddenly, out of everything being empty and lovely and hardly anyone's there, this place was rammed. And I was like, this is where the free booze is. (laughs) This this is where the free booze and food is. It's rammed. And there was an amazing, Um, German singer man on the stage who was Bavarian I hope who was incredibly doing covers of all the all the big hits of 2008 (laughs) lots of lots of Maroon 5 was happening lots of it was was a great he he did some Girls Aloud songs in there real up to date bangers you know the stuff you're hearing Mm -hmm. these days it was excellent stuff I had a great 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 time with Bavarian beer and Bavarian food mainly Bavarian beer and then forgot I had to be up the following morning at 5 in the morning so that was all around, just a fun time. I wish I, I couldn't bring the bucket to work, unfortunately.
1: Oh God, I should have and done.
0: It was tough. What dealer celebrity were you most? Did you spy? Was I was pretty unlucky. I only saw a, a couple of folks from Made in Chelsea, and then um, some. Apparently, there was uh, people from Love Island there, but I didn't watch the series of Love Island, so I missed all those folks. And apparently, Millie Bobby Brown was there. Millie Bobby apparently, Brown. Apparently, yes, my friend of mine stood behind Millie Bobby Brown. Things have gone downhill for our girl Millie. Oh, <laughs> this is what she's doing PR. now, going to winter wonderland press launches. I was somebody's like Millie Banks. Made a big mistake. Her manager is really I know she's English and you know, all, but come on, love. You're not a hun. What is she doing? So um yeah, that's my life is now up where Millie Bobby Brown's life is. So I'm I'm thinking of future guest.
1: Yeah.
0: I could have stopped her and asked her. I think her biggest breakups I mean, imagine them, and would be Someone from three years ago that none of us have heard of, or yeah. actually, you know what it'd be? It'd be Shawn Mendes and Camilla, who just broke up this week. Oh, poor I'm sure we'll all crush. Poor one out. The albums are going to come from this. The the parties, the revelations. I'll say no more. But it's going to be very exciting <laughs> to see what happens to Shawn Mendes's career. I'm excited. <laughs> Anyways, is there anything that you're um, that you're upset about this week that you wish would that you want to break up from? Um, well, I want to break up with being hungover, and my brother,
1: my brothers, oh my god, I hope that wasn't a Freudian slip, my boyfriends. Oh, yikes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Please do not edit that out. Please keep that in. First of all, you called your boyfriend your brother, and you want to break up with your brother? Wow, this is a therapy session. Settle in, guys. <laughs> We've got a lot to cover.
1: His family, his, his cousin is getting married, and you know I'm a Chandler. I'm a Chandler. Chandlery life is what I'm about. And Mm -hmm. his auntie has asked me to make 60 candles (gasps) for... A wedding sort of ceremony Oh my god Which I was like Of course Anything to show off I was like Yeah of course I'd love to and You're very really good I at for- it Yeah but then I forgot To do it So now I've had to Make 60 candles <laughs> In an evening While filling out My Esther application For my holiday to America So I think what? I might have Accidentally ticked Yes I'm a terrorist Because <laughs> I wasn't paying attention
0: So watch you're... this space Sorry Sorry I said I was a terrorist I was too busy Making candles Because yeah. I'm, I'm Literally a queen <laughs> Of a person <laughs> and American things of English people, of people from the UK sitting around making candles. <laughs> oh, Gron, this is great stuff. Right, I have nothing bad to report for this week. I, unlike you, enjoy getting hangovers. It means I had a good time and hopefully I forget everything as well. So I'm doing great. I'm probably still drunk now, so we're going to have a great show today. The, the way, way
1: they were. Well, <laughs> I am so excited to have our guest today. He is an incredible TV presenter comedian actor
0: multi-talented and, and most importantly our first ever straight man straight man he's a trail he's a trailblazer he's a trailblazer
1: <laughs> welcome the amazing Ed Petrie
2: hello. This is the best I can do, hiding from my children. This is the only space I have to myself in the entire house. This, <laughs> I bought this beanbag. bag, this daddy's beanbag, bag, and no one's allowed on it.
1: <laughs> so, Ed, how it works is Chantel doesn't know the couple that you've brought in, but mm-hmm. I've put together a few clues to give her a hint okay. of the couple
0: that we will be talking about. Hang on. Grania always gives me dreadful clues about nothing to do with the couple every single week. So this is going to be great. Okay. Come on. This, this is the week give me some good ones okay, <laughs> actually hang. help me so hit me up chantelle i'm ready the
1: year this couple got together was 1966 Oh, i'm Ooh. not gonna get this <laughs> <laughs> Swinging Times in London, 1966. Okay. okay, picture the scene. Get into the atmosphere. England has won the World Cup. Now, the Organisation for Women spearheads oh, second goodness. wave feminism in I America. Hate you so much. Oh, and the hills are alive to the sound of music. But what young couple were making music and love? <laughs> <laughs> this couple. You could say they might not have got what they wanted, but they might just get what they needed.
0: Any ideas? Oh, okay. So it's Stones. It's Stones. I should know that from Ed Petrie because Ed Petrie is like, I'm like something from the 60s in England. So that makes sense. (laughs) Chantal won't know this. So it's definitely Stones. Am I right? Is it Stones? Is it a member of Stones? Yeah. So it's maybe Keith. it's got to shut up. It's gotta be it's got to be Keith or Mick. Oh, Keith England was with won the World Cup. Maybe that's It's not help. gonna be Charlie, because him and his wife are normal, and it's gotta be Keith or Mick, because they're the big ones. So Keith was was Keith with Palenberg? Anita Pallen is it Keith and Anita Pallenberg, the German girl? I think they
2: were all with each other at various points. Yeah, that's the thing. I
0: know Anita got, we got in a lovely way. Allegedly, she had lots of friends in that band. Let's put it that way. Um, So it's Mick. I mean, Christ, how long have we got to go through all Mick's? My favourite would be if it's Mick and because it's the one I think I know the most about maybe oh god I think this could be the week is it Mick and Marion is it Mick and Marion is it Mick yes! and Marion it is yes. they're the best ones they're the only ones I know anything about the and by best anything best I mean,
2: couple ever they're,
0: they're not oh Christ this is not going to be an easy one <laughs> this is not so, going to be an easy one my my knowledge is, is is small so please fill me in this is exciting though we've got the 60s ones it's so Ed <laughs> <laughs> so you've picked Mick
1: Jagger and Marianne Faithful before we get into their romance are you Are you a romantic person?
2: Uh, Well, Chantal is actually friends with my wife, hence me being here. (laughs) (laughs) Am I a romantic person, Chantal? You've done nice things. You
0: got her that nice train trip that time. You got her the Oriental Express or Oh, something? I did, didn't
2: I? Yes, the Oriental Express, yeah. that's old. Or- That was old in English as well.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's what Ed does, takes her around old English places. Well, I'm, she's, not a, I'm not Ed's a Brexit voter, by the way. Ed's married to a, a French woman, so he has to be incredibly romantic to try and equal that, you know? No,
2: nah, wait, you know, wait, wait, wait. Yeah.
0: Just everything she sees just sounds... Romantic just because she's
1: a French accent
2: No because every other word is peppered With a swear word because <laughs> swear words Are meaningless to her because it's her Second language <laughs> So she just drops constant C-bombs <laughs>
1: <laughs> it sounds very Amelie like.
2: A <laughs> lovely <the> girl.
1: <laughs> but you picked like an iconic English couple. So Marianne Faithful and uh Mick Jagger. When we asked you on the podcast what what made this be the first couple that pops into your head?
2: I mean it was pretty much the only couple that popped into my head because I was <laughs> I was weirdly obsessed with them in my early teens. For a really grotty reason.
0: Oh no! <laughs> okay, <laughs> tread carefully here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, which uh, which had to do with Mars bars. So when I was twelve years old, <laughs> and just starting to get interested in, you know, a, the, the, a flower was blossoming within me. Where and is this going? <laughs> <laughs> I was becoming interested, you know, in uh, in the sort of things that a teenage boy. Or you know gets interested in, and there was a really grubby little kid in my class who told us all about Mars Bar parties.
0: <laughs> What's a Mars Bar's party?
2: Well, so I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how in depth into their story we're going to go, but there was there was a uh, there was a drugs bust at Keith Richards' house, and Marianne Faithfull was at the house, and a bunch of them got busted for drugs, and the News of the World. I think it was the News of the World, printed a story that uh, p- people have been shoving Mars bars at themselves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I just Mar- remembered why we don't normally have straight men on this podcast. There you go. I just, I've just been reminded why you're making no, but men but it was a
2: story that went down in Rock and Roll Legends, and it was completely made up. But I remember someone at my school telling me about Mars bar parties and me thinking this was that's just, what you
0: is this that, was that, their, that's like, what you do.
2: Yeah. It's a child's it's it's a teenage boy's two favourite things. It's like sweets and <laughs> girls. I was like, and you can put the two things together? No, you can't put the two things together. Don't put the two things together. It's it's really unhygienic. And <laughs> People get urinary infections, and it's just generally a bad idea. Anyway, so that's what got me interested in them. I was like, this this, this couple sound like the most out there people have ever heard of, and I found them fascinating. And I think that was the first thing I heard before I even heard about the music, unfortunately.
1: Was it like, did you sort of imagine yourself as like a Mick Jagger, like cool? Is he the one you kind of identified with, or like an um, aspirational figure?
2: I mean, weirdly, I think I weirdly identified with both of them because Mick, Jag- Mick Jagger is like the person you want to be. I think, if, and I think Marianne Faithfull is quite possibly the person that most of us would end up being if we became celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> in a, homeless in Mick on Jagger- the streets eventually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Mick Jagger is it just never stopped working, even through, even uh, even in the middle of the '60s, at uh, his absolute craziest, he could, yeah, he could actually barely hold his alcohol and was working very hard. And everyone, he's not Keith Richards by any means. And uh,
0: really, yeah. is he actually quite a
2: lightweight? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, mm. and he wasn't all that keen on when Marianne Faithful was giving it some in the '60s in the drug department. Mick Jagger was was sort of tutting disapprovingly from the sides most of the time.
1: Wow, well, hot so dog. I did research on this couple, like I do, all the couples, and I genuinely trying to get hold of who went out with who, when. Genuinely, the, the only thing I can compare it to is when I try to really get a grip on the War of the Roses. Like, <laughs> yeah. that complicated. Yes. like, I kept thinking I had the timeline right, and then I'd read something else, and I'd have
0: to take a breath and go back to it yeah i was just gonna say this must have been a hell of a research job for you this week grania this is what you really should have complained about not getting drunk it was this it
2: was research i I I had to remind myself i dipped into some into some stones books because i think the last thing i read about her was uh was her autobiography in the 90s and And did uh, you read
1: it
2: yeah i did it's brilliant yeah really good yeah so I like, as Chantelle knows, I, I know very little. I have very little interest in celebrity culture until until it's about twenty years in the past, and then I hoover it up. I love I love it, because all of a sudden then it's it's history, isn't it? Yeah, and you get the really juicy stuff as well because people start to telling you what was actually going on.
1: First of all, the big, the most important details: star signs. So Mick Jagger, <laughs> Leo.
2: He's a I Leo. He's I, a of Leo. course, he's a Leo. I'm a Leo. Yeah.
0: I'm a Leo. Yeah. I'm not of a Leo. Should I leave? Oh, <laughs>
2: good. I'm not going to be homeless. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All comedians are Leos. It's so oh, embarrassing. That's why my career stalled. Right. Thank you. Now, well, you know it <laughs> why? It's
2: because we were the youngest in our class at school, so we were trying yeah. to get attention.
0: Oh, there we go.
2: Yeah.
1: Pathetic. Is absolutely pathetic. <laughs> pathetic. Well, so Mick Jagger, Leo, and Marianne, Capricorn. And now I've looked up this, I've done the research, and according to astrologyromance.co.uk, sadly, the mixture of a of a Leo and a Capricorn. What
0: star sign is your wife, Ed?
2: Uh, I think she's a Pisces. Okay.
0: Whatever is so- November, she's November. So whatever November is. Yeah, okay, is- this is fine. This is December, okay, you're baby. All right. you're all there's
1: right. There's only a 5% chance of it working out. There's Between only...
0: Capricorn and Leo.
1: Yeah. So, Leos and Capricorn have one thing in common, and that is their awareness of themselves. But it rarely works out, and they do not see a future together. So, there's only 5% chance of them getting together. <laughs> now, Mick Jagger came from, a, like, a really, cl- like... Even though he sounds quite posh now, he came from like, quite a quite normal, sort of like middle class background. His dad was a PE teacher. His mom was a hairdresser, quite like a conservative background. His mom was really involved in the local Tory party. And he was studying finance and accounting at LSE. Meanwhile, Meanwhile God, So make yeah. everyone to be an
0: accountant, yep. <laughs> of all the jobs, an actual accountant, a really sexy
2: accountant. <laughs> <laughs> That's my prerequisite when I choose an accountant. How sexy are they?
1: <laughs> Whereas Marianne, her dad was an intelligence officer during the war, and her mum was a member of the Austro-Hungarian nobility. So she's like She proper, came from good stock. Proper, like, aristocratic. She uh, And a stock, ballet
2: dancer, I think her mum was as and well. And a ballet
1: dancer. She was yeah. a ballet dancer for the Max Reinhardt company during the war. So she's
0: blue-blooded vibes. Properly.
1: But like proper, like, bohemian aristocrats.
0: Her early life was at a commune. In Oxfordshire. cheer. Oh, so, real like limousine liberal type has the, has the money to kind of do whatever they want type vibe. Yeah, 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 because they're rich.
2: <laughs> and I've got a big, I've got a big theory about about her being responsible for like half of the sixties, basically.
0: Oh, go on, yeah. go on then. Well, I, I, in I, as a as good big Stones... way, you mean in a positive? Women yeah, should well, be. So, yeah, well, yeah. so
2: as a big Stones fan, uh, I'm only really. Uh, a Stones fan because of four albums which are flawless and they are the four albums that were basically made with when she was around with her influence and before Mick Jagger met her he just used to do crosswords and uh read James Bond books apparently when he wasn't playing the guitar <coughs> it was really boring <laughs> and, <laughs> and you can tell that in their in their albums like the music is good but the lyrics are not really all that and some and some of the songs are like you know I've got you under my thumb and all this <laughs> stuff, and I'm like, yeah, all right, Mick. Uh, and then uh, she comes along, and uh, it all just goes bonkers because she introduced him to like the occult and all sorts of stuff. And, that, and then they got into all the mysticism, started going to Morocco. It all got a bit absolutely fabulous.
0: So she's responsible for basically the sixties.
2: <laughs> I like, <laughs> yeah, the psychedelic sixties was, uh, and she was even there when they recorded a uh, day in the life she she was actually there in the studio as they record it she's like a a, a little a little fairy who's just constantly hovering mm. over the late and, 60s and yet she just
0: gets reduced to being like a muse
2: oh yeah and she was not yeah no exactly another thing that's absolutely amazing about her is like when you see photos of her you just imagine that she was someone that Mick Jagger was trotting around on his arm he spent like six months to a year like trying to get back together with her she dumped him <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's well, right, Mary. Well, Gary is going to get to that. And, oh. and they haven't even met yet. They haven't no, even no. met yet.
2: I'm sorry. I'm just so excited to be talking about them.
0: That's good. We want passion. We want passion.
1: So um, Mick Jagger, he's you know he's moved into London from the suburbs. He's got this really like boring, you know, English traditional background. Suddenly, he's met Keith Richard. They're like making music together. He he's gone from being like you know, a very average life to suddenly uh, the the start of sort of swinging 60s. So his first girlfriend that we sort of know about was Chrissy Shrimpton, who was Jane Shrimpton's little sister. So she was like, Jane Shrimpton was like this big supermodel. Mm -hmm. So he was going out with her little sister. And this is, I thought this was so funny. This is, she was interviewed about what it was like going out with Mick Jagger before he became famous and she said Mick would come and meet me for lunch she recalls one day as we walked through the market a stall holder threw a cabbage at his head and shouted you ugly fucker
2: (laughs) (laughs) was this when he was when he was famous or even before he became famous this is
0: before he's famous (laughs) so it's just
2: Just he just threw <laughs> a cabbage at his head. This is the this is the weird thing about Mick Jagger. Like, even when I was reading up on this uh, for for this, I was like, oh, like even Marianne Faithfull didn't actually want to be going out with him. She wanted to be going out with Keith Richards.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> Mick, no one actually liked the guy. This no, whole like. Time.
2: Every, he was always like second best to somebody. Oh yeah, all right. So it's Mick Jagger. <laughs> so
1: strangers used to throw vegetables at him. They were so repulsed
0: by his face. <laughs>
2: I used to it's a cabbage. poor
0: Mick <laughs> just randomly as well as excellent stuff by the way was Marie did you say Marie Shrimpton Marie Shrimpton so Chrissy Shrimpton sorry Chrissy Shrimpton Jane
1: Shrimpton's little sister so uh, she's going out with Mick and then he starts getting famous and he starts changing towards her because she obviously was like way out of his league and she came from quite, quite a posh background and really like people would say oh my god she's you know you're punching with her but now suddenly he's famous he's actually true Attitude towards her starts changing, and they got engaged. But then he changed his mind and was like, "Oh, we should just live together instead." So he... bohemian, yes. Yeah. So this is like early sixties, and he's a you know a, a, a comedian. I suppose a comedian. Freudian slip. He's a singer who's <laughs> suddenly become <laughs> famous. <Yeah. laughs> they don't make the best boyfriends.
2: No comedian would behave like that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no. What are you talking about, Grania? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Meanwhile, Marianne, she's like
1: 16, 17. She is also just starting to sort of go to the cool parties. She sort of sings folk songs in the coffee shops. She's got this artist boyfriend, John Dunbar, who's like one of these aristocrats who are like dabbling with the counterculture at the time. She goes to a party. The Rolling Stone boys are there, Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, and their manager, and they all... She's so beautiful. All of them are just like, oh my God, who is that woman? She's absolutely stunning. And Mick Jagger's manager walks over to her boyfriend and says to her boyfriend, who's she? Can she sing? Is she an actress? Doesn't speak to her, just speaks to her boyfriend and he goes, oh yeah, she's a good singer. And he's like, cool, we'll we'll, we'll get a song for her because she's like absolutely gorgeous. So she'll be famous. And she's just like, oh yeah, whatever, it's the 60s, fine. So Mick and uh, Keith write a song called As Tears Go By. She records it and is just like basically famous overnight. Just from
0: that party. This keeps happening to me at parties as well. It's really tiresome. I'll be honest with you. Just relentlessly, you're gorgeous, you're stunning. Here's a song, sing it, become famous. I just want to do the podcast, guys. Okay? Don't don't want to become a singer. So I feel, I feel her pain.
2: It's like the, it's like the advice you get from old people about networking, isn't it? You just got to get out there, get your face around.
0: (laughs) This is what you could do
2: back then. Swinging London was just about forty people, basically, wasn't it? (laughs) Everyone else was just rolling around in the dirt. (laughs) (laughs)
0: God, what an easy life for Marianne so far. Yeah, she's like, oh, how difficult can it be? So she records this
1: album and is like now kind of like a famous pop star. Then she gets pregnant with John Dunbar. They get married but he very quickly, because it's, I guess, like, a lot of that time, even though they were like, oh, we're so, you know, counterculture. We're, the minute they got married, basically, he expected her to be, like, just looking after the baby, you know, just staying at home while he, you know, had lots of fun with his friends. She was like, uh, bear in mind, like, she's so young. I think she's still, like, eighteen, nineteen. 19. So she's super, super young. Yeah, she she's was, pop, yeah.
2: she wasn't She's even a pop in her
0: 20s.
1: star. So she's like, uh, nah. So she starts sort of heading out without her husband into the whole swinging 60s. Who does she have a massive crush on? Mick? Keith. Keith Richards. Keith
0: Richards. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's Keith.
1: <laughs> So she sort of starts chasing after Keith. She it, has to get in line with him. <laughs> I mean, well, so he's going out with Anita Pallenberg at the time. I mean, that's a beautifully
2: Anita. bonkers woman. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> she's absolutely crackers and terrifying.
1: Come on, Granger, continue. So she has a night of passion with Keith Richards, and then she's horrified because the next morning he says, <gasps> do you know what, Mick really likes you and he's not actually that bad. <laughs> I like and he how he give...
0: after he shagged her himself and said, by the way, my mate likes you. But, you know, while you are here, I thought I'd have a go. <laughs> well done, Keith.
1: And she's like, she, she prefers Keith and she feels like they're more similar, but... She thinks that Mick is sort of more stable. He's sort of less involved
0: in the drug scene. She's like, this you know. it's crazy to me. I never thought sick- in the course of this I'd start to feel sorry for poor old Mick Jagger. <laughs> and trouble with the ladies.
2: <laughs> she told the NME that she slept with another one as well. Apparently, she slept with three of them. Don't know who the third one was.
1: I mean, it just, like, genuinely, it is, like... Oh, it was Charlie. ...for the Roses. It really is. Just kind of trying to... So, it's... So, <laughs> she she starts going out with Mick Jagger. And, you know, they really love each other. She moves in with them. Her son moves in with them. And they're just, like, the iconic couple, the swinging 60s. Like, they are just at the centre of it all. And I think there is just something... Like, can you... Okay, let's, let's go on a little journey. You get a phone call. Mick and Marianne are in town. Ed, what, how do you imagine a night nice out with Marianne and Mick?
2: I mean, you, you, it could end. It could. You could basically. It could go two ways. He's, you're either going to get invited to. You're either going to get like a very posh invitation, and it's a night out with a load of toffs that you don't care about because Mick thought it was good for networking opportunities. <laughs> uh, or you're going to be in. Uh, some sort of sweaty basement in Chelsea owned by some trustafarian who's thrown a few large cushions around and (laughs) everyone's smoking smack. (laughs) It's going to be one of those two.
0: (laughs) Which would you prefer?
2: Neither of them, really.
0: (laughs) Did you ever want to hang out when you were obsessed with them? Was it because you wanted to hang out with them so much? Oh, of course. I wanted
2: to be them, yeah. I just thought they just it just seems so utterly crazy they just seem to live like a cartoon life of of what a teenage boy thought you know the, the the ultimate pinnacle of your future could possibly be
0: well even it sounds even now hearing about it of what Grind is saying so far it just doesn't seem like these are real like they actually like how did this happen? How did they both just get... This both just happened. Oh, he's, he just got a record. He went to London and got a record deal, became The Stones. It just happens like that. This is yeah. mental. They just,
2: they just went around some pubs in Soho and, yeah, became The Like, Stones. she was
0: pregnant and had a kid. That's, like, a really big thing for most women. For her, it was just, like, what happened? That's, like, well, that's, the tiniest... But that's what's you amazing said, about...
2: you said footnote. That's what's, what's amazing about the two of them. Incredibly progressive for the time because she she's pregnant with a kid. She's still married the whole time they're together. <laughs> 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 which in the 60s is a really big deal and also Mick Jagger is a surprisingly good stepdad and uh, like loves this boy and like buys him everything in the world i mean you know he's not around half the time and he's having sex with half of london but um, <laughs> but also so is Marianne so that's fine <laughs>
1: The detail I loved is so apparently when, so when Keith was like, "No, give Mick a chance," and she was like, "Okay, fine." All apparently, we
2: are saying, <laughs> "Give Mick a chance."
0: Apparently, how she you're test- ugly, <laughs>
1: <laughs> So, how she tested whether he, you know, she, he was worth it is apparently she stayed up all night with him, testing his knowledge of Arthurian legends.
0: Oh gosh, <laughs> Jesus! That's Which wild. was so like how sixties is that? Yeah. Like that's so like they're probably both wearing like caftans. Yeah, they're definitely in caftans and smoking, smoking. But she's like, she, I back then they called it hashish as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though she eventually got into the um, heroin stuff.
1: Well. Not yet. We, we're we not there yet. Um, they're still sort of the love children. But, and I think as well because he was like so ugly. <laughs> he was so ugly. <laughs> and he's like...
0: When do we all say that Nick Jagger was actually ugly the whole time? <laughs> New information to me. <laughs> I was like, it be really odd Now we've all thought it was like, yeah, he was just rank. He oh. was just ugly.
1: But like, so, well, he comes from a very normal background, you know, just from the suburbs, and this is this like angel-faced, sort of like charismatic creature who's like who's much more intelligent than he is, and much more well-read and sophisticated. They really would have worked, I think.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, and he was—I mean, he was clearly smitten with her, and she was she was a massive trophy girlfriend for her, cause she, for for him, because she—I mean, she was when when I was a. When I was a teenager, I, I couldn't imagine anyone more beautiful than Mary Ann Faithful. I thought she was just an absolute goddess. Um,
1: so, every, so everything's going really well. Uh, it's mid 60s. Everybody's swinging. Everybody's having a great time.
0: How long Nine. are they together at this point? Like five, six? Six months in, is it? Six months
1: And then things start getting complicated. So you're going to have to bear with me. Then Jagger was in the film performance with Anita Pallenberg. Something (laughs) kind of happened between the two of them. But it was the 60s and Marianne was like, oh, okay, well, that's a little bit, you know, uh, I wish that hadn't happened because you're my best friend, but whatever,
0: these it's just parties, It's just bodies, it's just physical, it's not spiritual. Meanwhile, kind Keith of Richards
2: was outside the shoot, because it's one of my favourite films, I'm obsessed with performance as well. Uh, Keith Richards used to turn up outside, the, like, two hours early to pick Anita Pallenberg up, outside this house, where he knew that his best friend was rolling around naked, <laughs> being filmed with his naked girlfriend. <laughs> He'd sit in his car outside, absolutely raging, apparently sending hours. in notes to her. <laughs> really? Yeah, sending in notes to her to, uh, on, on set, telling her what she was and wasn't allowed to do, and telling her that he was outside, and to hurry up! And uh, people used to bring her these notes on set, and she just used to laugh and screw them up and throw them away.
0: <laughs> Keith, not as progressive as uh, as Mick, not as open minded, it seems.
2: Yeah, clearly not.
0: Uh, but the big thing was in
1: 1967. They're at um, a house party, which was we alluded to at the very start of the podcast. They they're all having this fabulous time at this house party. Oh, this party. And um, uh, Marianne goes for a swim. And she had no change
0: of clothes, so while her clothes were drying, she wrapped this fur rug around her. Oh, I know about the fur rug story. Okay, I know about that. I didn't know that was the same party. Yes, Golly. and that was mm.
1: there was a big drugs bust, and apparently they were still like under the effects of all that they had taken. That when the police were like going through, storming through the house, trying to find drugs, they started playing, you know, that Bob Dylan "Everybody Must Get Stoned" record. Like oh, just... they
2: played that as they were being raided. Yeah. Oh, like, I ah! love the balls on these. Because there was a, there's a thing I loved as a kid about her. This is one of the things I was like, she is the girl for me. They, the policewoman was taking her upstairs to strip search her. And, but she was completely naked under this fur rug. And she, she turned around on the stairs, dropped the rug, and went, Search me! <laughs> And everyone pissed themselves laughing. <laughs> I was like, to do that in the middle of a police raid—that's <laughs>
1: amazing. <laughs> so they weren't taking it seriously at all. But then they did actually find some minor drugs at the house. Right. So Mick minor. And Keith Richards, they said, okay, yeah, fine, we'll take responsibility. So they were facing. There was a huge, big court case, but that wasn't even the what. What happened was the, the press off the back of it, first of all, it was very against all of them. You know, how awful the Rolling Stones are, how awful this Marianne Faithful woman is. But then the press sort of, sort of turned and the press were saying, oh, it's terrible. You know, the, the Rolling Stones, they're being persecuted. They're actually really cool. They're real rock stars. But the press still stayed terrible towards Marianne Faithful. And she went from being this, like, angel, this aristocratic, otherworldly English dove to, like, this harlot, this fallen woman. She's a mother. She's the absolute... She got such bad press off the back. Wait, that, wait. It, but the Mars this... Bar
2: executives were like, sales are rocketing. <laughs> we love this girl.
0: Are you trying to tell me that, that 60s British tabloid media was... Sexist or something? What are you trying to tell me here, Connor? I don't, I don't understand. You're saying there was misogyny back then or something? It wasn't fair reporting. Is that what you're saying? I know. I thought it was just all hippie, hippie shake and feminism. Yeah. What a surprise. <laughs> Slut shaming
1: existed back then. Who knew? But she never really got over it. She was oh, absolutely Marianne. devastated off the back of it. And it really like ruined her career. And then she was already sort of dabbling in drugs beforehand. But then it just went really, really downhill after that. Then Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones, he died. It just all became quite toxic. And that's when sort of things went sort of really bad for her. She started started doing more drugs. And this is, oh my God, this is what I thought was so sad. So she took an overdose while she's in Australia with Mick filming Ned Kelly and she was unconscious for like days and days she's still like in her mid-twenties at this stage like it's she's so young and then she comes finally comes through she's awake and mick goes oh my god i thought i lost you and she said wild horses couldn't drag me away she did not she
0: did she really did do it all
2: she did you see yeah i told you
0: my god so much
2: stuff on their albums was either influenced that it's came just out Marianne. of her mouth?
0: Did she even get a writing credit?
2: Oh no, obviously not. This is obviously Mick Jagger we're talking about. <laughs> he was counting every bean.
0: <laughs> he may have been ugly, but he was going to the counting. Remember <laughs> that was a few weeks at LSC, really he paid off.
2: She actually wrote another one. She wrote Sister Morphine, and I don't. Th- I think I'm not even sure she ever got a credit for that.
1: So it was very went from being sort very, you know, it's awful. I feel like the Libertines have ruined this whole period for me because.
0: That is like the whole Pete Doherty, Kate Moss. They were Eight. like, yeah, the, the lesser man's
2: version. They yeah. were trying to be like them, weren't? Yeah, they?
0: definitely. Yeah.
2: And they even, sounds- i mean, they, Kate Moss even used to invite Marion Faithful to her birthday parties, didn't she? To her, you know, her decadent birthday parties where they'd hire out a suite. It was, Mer-
0: and was Marianne a bit like, oh, yeah, I've kind of done this, babes. Yeah. <laughs> I always really did it first and better. Isn't that exciting to me? Anymore, that, yeah, this, You know
2: where this is going to end up, don't you? <laughs> Find my autobiography my from- and save yourself a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Did you ever, like in your own,
1: like dating history like were you ever in sort of that sort of like oh we're fighting all the time but we love each other and we're toxic but we can't stay away from each other like there's a real romance to that especially i think when you're younger
2: <laughs> i was just gonna say isn't that every relationship <laughs> <had>? <laughs> that probably answers your question <laughs> i
0: thought that was isn't that what you call oh it is love? that not just called
2: being in a relationship <laughs> No, I think I think I th- actually, weirdly, I, I I think she actually acted as a sort of uh, a, a Victorian moral tale as to where people like that could lead you if you weren't careful.
0: Mm-mm. So
2: I think actually, b- b- being so obsessed with uh, her and Mick at an early age probably taught me to regard those sorts of people with a bit of scepticism, actually.
1: Because mm-hmm. Mick, those sort of people like Mick Jagger strikes me as the sort of smug person who everybody else is getting really really drunk and it's only the next day you're like oh you weren't drinking, do you yes. know like
2: one of
0: those people?
2: This is when you read about him, he seems like to be the only person in the room who wasn't drinking
0: Oh God, Mick, he really was. He was that that, actually like that as well.
2: And then you can control people more easily. Yeah. He was very Mm. controlling. Apparently he he, his his relationship with Keith Richards was at its best when Keith Richards was just a massive smackhead and couldn't could you know, could could barely open a door himself. And so Mick just got to he could still play the guitar, <laughs> of <laughs> course, because he was Keith Richards, but uh, <laughs> genuinely couldn't do anything us. else. And, uh, and Mick Jagger thought that was great, and they had a great 10 years working together. And uh, it was when he came off the heroin that things started to deteriorate in their relationship
0: golly so when did mick and marianne properly properly so
1: so she basically her you know her health deteriorated and she just she didn't want to just be a trophy wife and she was very aware that if she she didn't want to be just mick and marianne she really wanted to be her own person and she didn't want to be in you know his shadow the whole time he was mad about her like the relationship it ended
2: very much because she he proposed to her several times and she turned him down
1: really yeah This girl. So the relationship ended in 1970. So it really was like...
2: The death of the 60s. (laughs) (laughs) There, there was Celebrity Cup with everything I told you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, he moves on quite quickly after Marianne leaves. He has a very brief affair with an actress called Marsha Hunt. They have a daughter
0: together. Never even heard of Marsha Hunt. That's so sad. So
1: she was the inspiration for Brown Sugar.
0: Oh. And... oh, I have a different story about the inspiration for Brown Sugar, but continue. Go on. Well, it's irrelevant. She... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> then he is with Bianca. Bianca Jagger. They are together. They meet each other in 1970. They get married in 1971. Divorce in 1978. So I was thinking, like Marianne, she's so like '60s, and then Bianca Jagger, she's so like 70s. very '70s, mm. yeah. And then Jerry, incredibly and then '80s, Jerry, yeah. Jerry. So she he meets Jerry. He really Jerry. knows how to pick him. <laughs> he really does well. So he's with Jerry from 1977. Uh, in 1980, they get in inverted commas married on a beach in Bali. It's a three-hour ceremony that involves chickens being sacrificed. <laughs> it has everything. Except for illegal backing, because then <laughs> when he gets a Brazilian model pregnant, she wants a divorce and he says, uh-huh,
0: we weren't actually married. They still. Uh... <laughs> the whole thing was just one <laughs> big long gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> that was all it was for—just just that joke at the end. Ten years later. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> the aristocrats. <laughs> yeah, he just yeah, exactly. He's just a big prankster, that Jagger. <laughs> the <laughs>
1: aristocrats. <laughs> yeah. So finally, they're separated. She does get. They have their their wedding is annulled, not divorced, but she still gets loads of money off the back of it. So you know. She's fine. Don't you worry about Jerry Hall. She's fine. (laughs) Uh, Then he starts dating Lorenz Gosh from 2001 to 2014. She sadly dies in 2014. Then in 2016, he is together with a ballerina who is 29 to his 73. Together, they have his eighth child. So well for himself. Genuinely, I could give you like a roll call of the women that he's been linked with, but
0: it would be like a World War One memorial gate. <laughs> it would take that long. Is he just like allergic to prophylactic devices now as well? Like, why does he keep knocking them all up? This is mental, like Jesus. It's like he's starting little franchises everywhere. So
1: while he's you know doing that thing he does, Marianne. So she struggles for a lot of the seventies. Um, she's homeless for a while. She suffers from anorexia. She
2: lived on a, a bomb site in Soho I do you know. <laughs> for a while. Yeah. I remember in her autobiography, there was, she said something about she, uh, she used to sit on a wall all day on a bomb site. Oh, and then this. <laughs> that's so bleak. And the she last time she amazing. saw Mick Jagger, it's so grim, this. So the last time she saw Mick Jagger, she was on a sitting on a wall in a bomb site in Soho. Mick Jagger walked past. and was like, oh my God, that's my ex-girlfriend oh, my God, look look at the state you're in. Oh, no. So he took her to somewhere cosy, had sex with her, never spoke to her again.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God.
2: Jesus. What a gentleman.
0: <laughs> you Who know, said chivalry was dead, not with Mick yeah. around. <laughs> Made her feel good for that one time, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. So she struggles with, you
1: know, addiction issues. You know, her mental health isn't that great. She marries twice. One, two her former manager, and that seems like a nice, long, healthy relationship, she then she has a very short affair with a guy she meets in rehab. And that was a real turning point in her life where she was like, "Okay, I have to clean my act up because she'd gone through sort of periods of sobriety and then she'd get ill again, sobriety, she'd get ill again. She she recorded this album called Broken English in 1979 that was just like incredible, like the best work of her life. And she had this moment of people just recognising her musical talent and her contribution her voice changed which like because of what she'd been through. Oh,
2: she's got one of those great voices that people used to older people used to have in the 80s when they were smoking like 60 Rothmans a day. Uh, <laughs> if you go on YouTube and watch what she sounds like now, it's a great it's a great voice. Just yeah. it's not gravelly, distinct... it's like it's beyond gravelly. Yeah, it is. It's the how it's the, it's the how the hell are you still alive voice. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: is. It's like Keith's voice. Keith's voice is like that now as well. Yeah. When Keith talks, you see, can't it. Should be, he's still it going. should have
2: been the two of them maybe. It should have
0: been the two of them. Well, so
1: in sort of a full sort of circle moment that I thought was quite nice, in her very early sort of 60s life, she met Bob Dylan and it was when she was pregnant. So she would have been like 18, 19 and they hung out and Bob Dylan was just like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. You're amazing. And he played her his album and like talked her through all the tracks and, you know, was just like completely enamored and in awe of her. And then he kind of wanted to take things further and she was like... Oh my god, I'm a huge fan, but like I'm pregnant and I'm married, and she freaked out. And then he apparently was got really annoyed and was like, "Well, just fine, just go then." <laughs> and
2: then <laughs> it was just the go 60s. pregnant woman I'm trying to have sex with. <laughs> You're being so unreasonable. Ah, <laughs> uh, the sixties.
1: But then, decades later, when she released Broken English, she met him again. She played him her album, Broken English. He was like, Oh my God, this is incredible. And she talked him through all the lyrics and the tracks and what the songs meant. And then he opened up his wallet and he had a photo of her that he said he had kept from
0: the first time that they met. Oh my goodness. That's nice. So does things do things end up happy from ever? Do <laughs> things ever happy for And Do things end up good for a period of time?
1: I think they, it's never like, it's a
0: more like, you know,
1: tragic beauty rather than like, and then she met really a really nice guy. Okay. It's more like moments like that where you're just like, oh. And
2: she's a grandma. God. She's a grandma. Yeah.
1: She's still really good friends
0: with Keith Richards. They get on really well. I actually have some, I, um... I saw Marion, I was at a party with Marion Faithful in, uh, what do we know, no, I was about two months ago, I've been keeping this shut up the whole time, I was, I was at a Mulberry party in August, I think, and uh, she was there doing a poetry reading, oh, I forgot to tell you this, I would love to, see, she was, oh. she, was there, she was. sat down the entire time, so I never saw her stand, I think she was, may have been, I feel like she was in a wheelchair, wheeled in, because she's quite old now, but um, she was Oh, sat she's sat recovering there, you know, from Covid? Yeah, she well, she had that in earlier on in the year. COVID, that's yeah. right, because we were all very aware of that. We were all like, "Oh, should we be like near this woman who, has health is quite fragile?" But yeah, she did a poetry reading with her famous raspy voice. It was incredible. I didn't get to meet her or anything. Don't don't get too excited. She was, but I was breathing the same air as Mary and Faithful. So,
2: <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah, that's right. I'm pretty cool. Anyways, well, go actually, on. if you've been breathing
2: <laughs> the same air as her. I'm surprised you. Didn't I'm surprised I'm still alive.
0: (laughs) I have have felt high ever since. (laughs) I I haven't felt sober since.
2: (laughs) You you breathe the same air air as her. You sound like Dot Cotton after 10 minutes. What's this woman (laughs) emitting?
1: So, you know, they both had sort of very tumultuous lives. (laughs) Would you say, I mean, a bit of a
0: simplistic... Well, no... It is when a bit you... of a simplistic time. This, I think this time when you ask this question, it's a pretty... Basically, Grania has to ask the guests the same question every single week about the couple. And I think when you hear the question, you're going to see how, especially with this couple, it's kind of an obvious answer.
1: What? Well, no, or is it? Is it? Is it, though? Okay. When you think about these two people, they loved each other desperately, but because of their star signs, it could never have worked out. When you think of Mick Jagger and Marianne Faithful, after after they split up, who do you think? Who?
2: <laughs> Both... <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to ask it? <laughs> it's... Who do you think? What?
0: Who do, you, who do you think thrived? <laughs> who do you think just survived?
2: <laughs> who do you think is the winner of Mick uh, Jagger? Well, let's see. One of them ended up living on a bomb site. <laughs> the other one was touring the world in the most famous rock and roll band in history, apart from the Beatles.
0: Uh... No, but I mean, hmm. think a bit, a like. Thing. Thing.
2: But, but who is really happy?
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mickey's Mickey's got a young kid. He's got a toddler.
2: Oh, he's, yeah, a, awful. He's so
1: old. Yeah, that's the
2: same as being homeless. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, oh, you mean now?
1: Yeah, right now. Who do you think has thrived? Who's just uh, survived?
2: Well, I mean... <sighs> No, it's still Mick, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely still Mick. Marianne's. In
0: the world in which it's Marianne.
2: Marianne's living in a a flat on her own. But. Doing videos on YouTube about how she's quite lonely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, she's respected. You know, the people that she respects, you know, care about her back. She's got her own voice. She's emerged from being like just this 60s muse.
0: You know, this Dolly Bird. She's not going to beat Mick Grania. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> the guy is Mick Jagger. is not going to What you can't now. ever
2: accuse her of was having a, having a pampered life. I mean, she is a survivor.
0: She is yeah. very much a survivor.
2: From the she's from not given the, enough credit for from, from the, for the that. early 70s onwards, my word. She's she's uh, she's an absolute hero for powering through and, you know.
0: She's got an incredible... Um, sorting her life out. She's got an incredible body. Her immune system is just stunning. This should be studied. Oh, she's,
2: really? Is she still looking? Uh, still looking?
0: Well, no. I don't mean a body. She? No, no straight man who just has to reduce everything down to is she's still sexually viable. No. No, no, no. I didn't mean that. No, what I meant.
2: No, I meant was like, like her skin, her complexion. Her is she? Is she still for someone in her seventies? Is she? You're not looking at her thinking you are somebody who used to live no, on a bomb site. She
0: looks no 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 she looks like she's lived a life. Don't get me don't get me wrong but what i just mean is if you consider how much she's been through with her health problems the fact that she's still sort of getting around and doing stuff and seems, seems to be all up there that's it. after all the apparent drug abuse that she suffered through you would be you would be not surprised if you thought that she was a bit not all there in the head but she seems to be quite switched on so she was quite impressive that's what I mean she's just giving quite a strong immune system to everything it feels like
2: yeah
1: Ed thank you so much for your amazing couple where can we find you have you got anything up online or (laughs)
2: this is this this is gonna this is gonna sound even worse (laughs) hilariously you can mostly find me on children's television (laughs) Definitely not talking about subjects like this.
0: What? Do, what TV channel can we see you on, Ed?
2: uh BBC. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: just crazy
2: what we've been talking about. I know. I really should have picked a more wholesome couple. But, uh...
0: <laughs> we have one final question as well before you go. Oh, yeah. unless, unless, first of all, do you have anything else that you want to say about Mick and Marriott, or do you feel was there anything that you specifically a story you wanted to tell, or do you feel like it's all been covered?
2: I think we've done a pretty good job going down the, uh, the dark road. Well, the road last question—the the,
0: <laughs> the last question we ask every guest we have on—is to help us out trying to find a lover for a woman who is unbelievably single, despite looking, sounding, being incredible, and we feel like she's never come across a guy really who reaches her level. So we're asking you, we're asking every guest, can you help us find someone you think is good enough for? Share, oh, yeah. That's for, yeah. Why has share never uh... too too much for most men? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's had boyfriends, but no one's ever really stuck around. No. None of them are strong enough. Yeah, that's right. That was a reference.
2: Share, oh dear. Well, you see when you uh, well, uh, can I go? Well, can I go back a bit?
0: Well, that's going to be what you're going to do. Yeah, go yeah, for it. Yeah, him. Charles Cher- Dickens. Cher-
2: share <laughs> <laughs> Cher- <laughs> <laughs> and Mick would have been good. Actually, can you imagine that? You should have oh, got my. his... He should have got with Cher, not Jerry. That would have been great fun. That's he could do the, that now. That was probably the only, the person who would have only been more more eighties I can't imagine anyone more eighties than Jerry except Cher.
0: Yeah, who somehow is also more sixties and seventies and eighties, and she yeah, she's like me. Yeah. She's yeah. actually the one that Mick missed, because she does all the decades. He'd be like, "Oh, I want to just sleep about," and she'd say, "Snap out of it." <laughs> <laughs> that's great Ed thank you so much for I hope you had a good time here we had a great time chatting with you
2: yeah I hope some of it's broadcastable
0: yeah so do we it might just be like I said a hi Ed
2: and I hope it means I hope hope this doesn't mean I never appear on children's television ever again
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for joining us we had a great time thank you Ed say bye bye The Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman we
1: want to hear your celebrity couple crush
0: so email
1: us on thewaytheywerepod
0: at gmail.com or find us on twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks so much to Audio Boom for hosting and thanks to you for listening.
1: Until the next time,
0: goodbye. Goodbye. The, the way they were. They were.